One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. On today's wrestling news, 13 more WWE releases. WWE has major changes planned for NXT. An update on Adam Cole and AEW. And is Finn Balor's main event push set to continue? Are you ready? Are you ready to talk about a hell of a lot more WWE releases? Because I know we're not. I am Phil Chambers and joined by Gareth Morgan to talk all things wrestling. But before we get into it, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video and comment down below what you think of all of today's stories, especially all of these bloody releases. But let's get into it because 13 people were released from WWE last night. I've got a big list of all of them, so I'm just kind of going to go through them and talk a little bit about each one. So first up, one of the biggest shocks in this whole bunch, Bronson Reed from NXT. Um, he signed in January 2019. He was obviously North American champion up until June 29th this year. Uh, he lost to Adam Cole um, just on July the 27th on NXT. The biggest thing about this one is he's been in multiple uh, dark matches before SmackDown, like little tryout matches. And so of all of the thoughts were that he lost the NXT North American Championship to then eventually be pushed over to the main roster and move up. And I guess that is absolutely not happening anymore. He also tweeted just after he got released to say, the monster is back on the loose. You don't know what you've just done. And then tagged AEW, Impact, New Japan and Ring of Honor in it. So at least he's looking to the future, but quite a big shocking one there. And another quite slightly shocking one is Bobby Fish. Um, obviously a huge part of the Undisputed Era, two-time NXT Tag Team Champion. He'd only just recently lost to Roderick Strong on the August 3rd episode of NXT and that will be his last match over there. But another one that you just kind of assumed was just a big part of the NXT roster these days after everything he'd done with the Undisputed Era. But Garmin carrying on, there's loads of these. Leon Ruff, obviously a former North American champion. He beat Johnny Gargano just last year for that um, and has still been a regular on the show. We've got like Ari Sterling, Asher Hale, Jake Atlas, Desmond Trey. They'd all been like regulars on 205 Live with the odd um, NXT matches up in um, here and there, lots of promise in all of them really there. Uh, Zachariah Smith and Giant Zangier were both guys who were a bit more sort of performance center based. They hadn't really been up onto NXT yet, but they are also both massive, massive dudes. They're both like over seven foot. And you just look at them and you think Vince McMahon would be all over these people. Zangier was also used on the superstar spectacle thing that they did for India. Um, but yeah, both of those guys gone. I guess they didn't see anything there. Tyler Rust as well. He's in the bloody diamond mine on NXT in, in the middle of a big like big storyline. This new group that only debuted like about a month ago or something like that. Um, 
Kona Reeves also. He hasn't been used since January last year, but he's gone as well. Uh, we've got Stephen Smith, who's just an active referee on NXT, but he's gone. And then finally, another bit of a shocker one, Mercedes Martinez. She obviously signed in January last year and she almost got caught up in the whole retribution thing but managed to duck out of that at pretty much the right time. Moved back down to NXT uh, for having a really good run in NXT. She, um, uh, her last match was on June 9th, June 29th in NXT and she obviously lost to Xia Li at TakeOver In Your House this year. Um, but yeah, just so many more to add to the list. That's over 100 now since April 2020, since all the pandemic hit over a hundred people released from WWE. It's frightening, isn't it? I don't I don't even know where to start with this. Like, obviously, I, I, feel, I feel somewhat of a sentimental connection to NXT. I'm the person who does the ups and downs and everything for it here at What Culture, and it's, yeah. it's just, you see some of the names there that have just been, they've had so much TV time dedicated to them, like Bronson Reed in recent times. It was, again, it was just seeming like he was being groomed for that main, rust, main roster run. He just looked, he looked made for it. How do you not see an upside in Bronson Reed? He's just, he seems tailor-made for a Raw or SmackDown, in my eyes at least. And people like Leon Ruff, I, I don't, it's not that I understand why someone like Leon Ruff maybe w would be released more than a Bronson Reed because I don't, I, I think, again, he's got so much potential yeah. just to be something like you saw it on NXT just be this underdog just champion just, just, just purely likeable character that, like, I don't, like, those are the kind of people you need that just yeah. you can have that instant connection with you and you're like yeah I like that guy it's the gold dust in the wrestling landscape to find people that are genuinely baby faces people that you genuinely want to cheer for and he was that and I don't understand it. Mercedes Martinez, another one, just so much experience and could do just so much more. And like, yeah. she'd been to the main roster and obviously dodged that retribution bullet and came back to NXT and it was looking like she was going to play that, that, potentially that gatekeeper role for a little bit and just, just help get over these this next generation of women on that roster that needs somebody like that to, just to yeah. be there and help them and like guide them and show them the way. But obviously, nope, not, not in the, the eyes of WWE. They just didn't think they were worth keeping around Bobby Fish people like that like he just had that great match with Roderick Strong last week and I was honestly I was thinking in the back of my mind right where do we go Robbie uh, with uh, Bobby Fish now like what do we do going forward I, I mean, I'm interested I'm intrigued turns out we're doing nothing it's yeah, yeah it's it's depressing but I guess uh, um, one of the main reasons for this happening, we've got more information on this uh, from PW Insider Elite and Fightful Select. They're both reporting that major changes are heading over to NXT. It's heading NXT's way in the in the coming months now because people like, obviously, all these releases, all these people that have been released from NXT over the, like, the last couple of hours, um, that was all in line with a new, a new focus on bringing in younger talent. That just seems to be the... the the focus, like I said, the focus for, for NXT going forward, just trying to give this roster a bit of an overhaul, give it a bit of a, a pump of fresh blood because uh, they, they seem to think it was getting a bit stale, which, yeah, I guess there are arguments for that. Like, they've not really had the chance to bring people up to the ne the main roster in the same way they did. It seems like people like Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, all these people have kind of got to the pinnacle of NXT and then just been cycled back through the system again. Like, I kind of do understand that. But just releasing people is just, I, I don't know, there's more you can do with them than just letting them go in my eyes. But on, on top of this, both sites are reporting that there's going to be a few more things added to NXT over the next couple of months. We're going to have potentially a brand new logo for the program. Um, we're going to have some new lighting techniques and even experimental television formats 
uh, all infused into NXT in the coming months, in the not too distant future, they're going to help them stand out from SmackDown and Raw. So it's feeling like NXT, once again, is going to become a bit of a testing ground, a bit of an experimental ground. If that, if that is the case and that does actually happen, then that's great. That's probably something that should have happened in NXT a couple of months back because it has felt a little stale in terms of the actual presentation of the program. The wrestling's been great. The characters, in my eyes, seem to be developing and progressing in a really cool, positive way. But the actual presentation of the program, in comparison to the likes of AEW and other shows, it has felt like it's fallen a bit flat lately. So this is a good yeah. thing. Releasing people, very much a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think NXT was probably the biggest loser of the Thunderdome era. It, it was just something about it. It just never really clicked with the NXT brand. Um, they tried to make it look a little bit different, but it was never, never quite worked. So I'm up for them making changes in terms of the production. If you go back to the first season, first few seasons of NXT, like back when it was Daniel Bryan on it and things like that, the, a lot of the focus of why this was new and exciting was because they were trying out all these different things. Like they had the camera that was like slightly behind the first few rows in the crowd that was kind of panning from side to side during the matches that kind of made you feel like you were in the crowd, like in there watching the thing. They had um, experimental crane shots and things that they then moved over to the main roster. There was a lot about that early, early NXT product that was experimental and just trying out a bunch of new things, seeing what works. Anything that works, you can move it over to the main roster kind of thing. And it makes sense to try out new things like that. But when you come out here talking about how your product's getting a little bit stale and you want to mix it up, whose fault is that, WWE? You're the one that booked it to be this stale. You're the one that's just released 13 people, a whole heap of which are young, up-and-coming talent that you could have done much, much more with. Um, but instead, you've just cycled the same old people through the main roster. You haven't cycled people out of NXT to keep that brand fresh onto the main roster to keep that brand fresh. Like, none of this is fresh. Everything needs cycling. The whole point of NXT was you grow through the NXT ranks and then you move on to the main roster and you can do new things and exciting things over there as new and interesting people come up through the NXT ranks. And it's this constant cycle of movement that just keeps everything fresh and we've not had that for years now. So, any, yeah, any arguments that you bring up saying, ah, oh, our product is stale, we need to freshen things up, it's your fault, WWE, it's all your fault. And it's, yeah, it does, it does feel like... Really this isn't the way to do it. It feels like, oh, oh, the, the fans, their, their tastes have changed, so we, we have to change the stale product. It's just like, no, no you, you did this. Yeah. You did yeah. this to us. You made all our taste fault. change. <laughs> yeah, that's um, the way it is. So, yeah. But another bad day of another more releases. A hundred, over a hundred since the pandemic hit. It's crazy. Madness, madness. But anyway. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Moving over to talking about someone else who might be leaving WWE pretty soon, Adam Cole. Uh, we reported yesterday, actually, in a news video and on the website, that he had been offered a deal with AEW, and it turns out that is wrong. Um, he, this was brought through the Wrestling Observer newsletter, and Dave Meltzer, he reported that he'd been in talks with AEW, been offered a deal, but he, that he was still talk, in talks with NXT and just weighing up his options at the minute. Uh, but Meltzer came out a few hours ago on Twitter just saying that Tony Khan said it is incorrect and he has not made an offer to Adam Cole. So it turns out that is wrong. So there's still no word on what is next for Adam Cole, whether it's going to be a WWE move or an AEW move. Um, it's obviously still believed that he's going to be facing Kyle O'Reilly over the SummerSlam weekend. Um, so yeah, we're still still up in the air with Adam Cole. I guess he's still, still making his decision and just generally hope he just does whatever is right for him, where, wherever that may be. Yeah, and it's interesting to note that he apparently, the reports are saying that he had a, a meeting with Vince McMahon during SmackDown's tapings last night. So that was said to be like a high-level meeting, um, probably discussing what he could maybe potentially do if he did come over to the main roster. I, I'm just I'm just literally theorizing here. That's not yeah. fact. Like, do, do not take that to the bank. But maybe if he is meeting up with Vince McMahon, it's a crisis meeting, just saying, right, if I do stick around here, what are you going to do what? with me? Come on. Uh, there's, like, there's a lot of strange things. Like with Adam Cole, like he's been on NXT for a long time now. You've got to believe that part of him wanting, if he was, did stay with WWE, part of that would be wanting to get up to the main roster, mm. being able to make main roster money, but then he's also got all the Twitch stuff that he does on the side, which he said numerous times is very important to him in terms of how he engages with his audience over there, and he's got a really big following over on Twitch, so that's got to be a part of all of this as well. So there's a lot of moving parts with the Adam Cole thing, but he's obviously still very liked over there, um, what with them extending his contract over through SummerSlam weekend and things, so we're just going to have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And um, speaking of people, obviously, who have been involved with NXT heavily and come back to the main roster and loved NXT so much that they went back and now they're back again. It's just a, it's a to and fro kind of situation. Uh, Finn Balor, obviously, has arrived back on SmackDown. He's been thrust straight into the main event scene. And it seems like he's probably going to be sticking around a little bit in this whole scenario because last night on SmackDown, he had a match with Baron Corbin after beating Corbin in that match. He took the mic and he was like, I still want you, Mr. Roman Reigns. And he came down to the ring and he had a bit of a back and forth and then ended in a big brawl where Balor seemed to get the better of the Usos who came to jump in from behind and then Roman got involved and then all the bloodline beat up Mr. Balor and like he got choked out and it was all a bit messy. But it looks as though after this big epic brawl blockbuster battle between Roman Reigns and John Cena at SummerSlam. It's looking as though Finn Balor is going to be cycled in to that babyface contender role to come up against Roman Reigns. He does need somebody else, to be honest. He's kind of gone through pretty much everyone else on SmackDown. He could be a, a viable babyface contender if your name is not Big E, which they did again hint at on SmackDown last night. So it does seem like that's the way they're going to go. I mean, 
great match. It's going to be a, a stellar match. They've done it a couple of times on Raw over the years, and it's never really failed to deliver. I think now where both characters are, I think Balor's had a lot of, a lot of rejuvenation, I guess, and he's been... Um, He's been rehabilitated big time on NXT when he won the NXT Championship in recent memory and he took on the likes of Karrion Cross and all that. And I just feel like his character's in a better position, Mars better position to what it was when he was last on the main roster. So I think he's got a lot of credibility with him. I think Balor needs credible challenge, not Balor, sorry, Reigns needs uh, credible challenges right now. And Balor's probably fits the bill more than anybody. Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense to have Balor as another stepping stone on Roman Reigns' warp half a moment through everyone. But it's incredible what just sort of moving people around the roster like does to keep them fresh and entertaining when they come back up to the main roster. Who knew that? Who knew that that's a thing that could work? Who knew? Uh, but let's move over to your Twitter questions. I wonder what they're going to be about today. Um, so the first one comes from Matt Reigns, who says, of the recent NXT releases. Who makes the most sense to sign with AEW? For him, it's clearly Mercedes Martinez, but I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts. Oh, I was going to cop out then. Not cop out, but like mirror that answer because I think that just makes all the sense in the world with that division right now, that women's division. They need yeah. somebody like Mercedes Martinez who just got legitimacy straight away. Um, potentially, oh, it's a tough one. I think Bronson would really be great because... Like, I think in terms of big, powerful dudes that move the way he moves, I don't yeah. think they have that many. They've got a couple, probably a handful of people on AEW. I think they could always do with a few extra lads like that. Maybe somebody like Tyler Rust as well. I think he's just got a lot of just technical ability that AEW just be, will be able to highlight and probably give him a mouthpiece. They've got that many just they can just throw around in AEW right now. I think he'd do great things there too. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Oh, yeah, I was going to say Bronson Reed as well, just because I think he'd stand out from the rest of them on AEW. Um, but like Bobby Fish, there's this history there with a bunch of people from the whole independent runs and things like that. And I don't know, even just like a guy like Leon Ruff just seems like a nice fit for an AEW. Yeah, to be I, I, I was just I was letting that sink in. I was like, Leon Ruff would be crap. Yeah. I just I, I really need to see him go up against Lance Archer now. Yeah, I know that was sick, man. Sick, man. <laughs> Uh, the next question comes from Sarah Louise Buglass, who says, Morning, lads. With the releases this morning, what do you think this does to the wrestling community morale with WWE and other companies? What knock-on effect do you think this will have on the fans knowing no one is safe? It's killed morale. It's killed morale in my house this morning. Morale, was... yeah. In what culture? Yeah. yeah. must have killed morale backstage. It's awful. You just wake up, you just have a nice slumber. Ah, I wonder what the wrestling news has got for me to... Oh, great. It's, yeah, just... Yeah. It's not great. It's not great because it is that kind of thing you heard all about it when Bray Wyatt obviously got released this week. It was just that feeling of, wait, if that person can get released and they're, they're a big merchandise shifter and seemingly like a, a prized possession of the company, yeah. what the hell? Like, I, I could, tomorrow I could just suddenly like get released. It just creates this this unstable working environment where nobody's safe. Like you said, it's, it's it, can't be, uh, it can't be advantageous going forward to, to help, like, keep that roster and keep those in the back feeling like yeah i'm gonna work for this company i'm gonna give my all because for all they know next week they might not be there so it's not not great yeah um yeah like matt and jeff of 2.0 now fantastic debut on AEW, loved it um uh they were talking about how like because they were there for obviously a few of these releases and they made it through a few of them but then were released in the one just before this one um but they were talking about how immediately as soon as it starts happening the morale in the backstage area just goes straight down and you're like oh no it's happening again and then it's it's the whole could it be me could it be like my best friends like everyone's friends you don't want bad things to happen to each other and you just sat there 
knowing absolutely nothing about what's coming and just waiting for the hammer to drop kind of thing. It can't be good for morale backstage. I mean, Jericho put out a tweet today just saying like this proves there's no other like better place to work than AEW must have been talking about these releases um and I think in terms of the fan reaction I mean we sort of started to see it on Raw with the Bray Wyatt chants and the CM Punk chants it's you keep doing these things you keep annoying your audience to the to this kind of level you, they're just gonna keep chanting for the people that they want to see that you're releasing and it's gonna backfire in wwe eventually if not well it already is starting to with the mm. like chicago fans we need more crowds to voice their true opinion to wwe because that's what you're there for in the crowd like tell them this shit ain't on <laughs> That's it. That's it. Because they're they're just living in some kind of weird echo chamber. All they all they can hear is profits, profits, profits. So you just need to to let them know. It's just not yeah. cool. It's people's lives. They're just getting dropped like a sack of spuds. Yep. And I thought I'd end this on a question that isn't about the release. It's about something a little bit nicer. So this comes from Aldine's Total Views on Twitter, who says, uh, This weekend in my hometown of Marine City, Michigan, is our annual end of the summer festival. We have a local indie promo coming through on Sunday. I'll be there, and it's my first indie show. Guys, what was your first independent wrestling show? I'm going to sound like a mark here now, Phil. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know how I feel about it, but... Um... My first independent show was WCPW. It really was. Yeah, it, it really was. Which show was like, it? Was, um, it was at Elephant and Castle in London, because I was living in London at the time. I didn't really have a lot of wrestling friends. It sounds really impressive now. I didn't have a lot of wrestling friends. I was the one weirdo who liked wrestling, and I loved it. I loved it. So I, kinda, I went on my own, just thinking, oh, I'll just see what this is all about. And I was like on the front row of one of the balconies, and I could see everyone. Like I could see all the people like from what culture, and I could see, I think Will Ospreay was on the card. Um, was Matt Riddle, Riddle Yeah. Matt Riddle and Cody Rhodes uh, yeah. invented it. Yeah, uh, for the for the show. TV title, and it was it was pretty cool. And then all those years later, in my first like stream, I won that same title on the stream. <laughs> so lovely, nice full circle moment there. I just oh, like we have mark. ruined the legacy of that belt. We've not. It's been heightened. It's been heightened. You go, Phil. What what was yours? What was yours? Love it. I remember that show. I missed WCPW so much. It was some crazy times. That building was falling down, and and it is. Oh, I think yeah. it's been knocked down. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it? it was just I like think a we blue had the last wrestling show in that building. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, that that was it was a bit of an eyesore. It did not it did not uh, <laughs> paint Elephant and Castle in a nice light. Mm -mm. Uh, my first indie show was one of those fantastic mega carny British wrestling shows that had the fake Undertaker versus fake Kane in a steel cage match that for some reason ended with a guy using a ladder to climb out of the cage. I don't quite know how it worked, but there was also a fake Rey Mysterio on the card. It was utterly fantastic. It was in Preston Guildhall. And yeah, it was just pure, there's a long history of pure carny British wrestling of just taking whatever's popular in America and doing a fake version of it. And it's great, I love it. <laughs> I mean, I quite like the idea of that still being a thing right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and make some I money. Hope it's fake, still a smaller thing. I really want to go back Miller. to one. The guy's cane nice. mask was just like a really cheap plastic one. It was brilliant. I loved it. <laughs> it's just madness. But it could only happen in the UK. I love Indeed. it. It's charming. Some would say. Some would it say is. it's charming. It yes. Uh, but yes, that was today's wrestling news. Let us know in the comments down below what you think of all of today's stories, including all of these releases. And also, what is your first independent show memories? Let us know those as well. Subscribe to the channel, like the video, and you can follow us all on Twitter. You can follow me at FillMyChambers, and you can follow Gareth. At GMorgan04. And you can follow all of us at WhatCultureWWE. 
But most importantly, have yourselves a bloody good day. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.